Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Well, praise the Lord, man. I'm so excited we've been in a series of faith. Man, conference was phenomenal, amen. You need to go back and watch those videos. I knew... um, I had that word in me Friday. God downloaded that um, that message in my spirit. Never heard of that before. The four levels of confession and just the stuff that was we were teaching about faith, confession, taking your life to another level. I, I'm just, it's just, you need to go back and listen to that. Just let that kind of saturate your spirit and soak in that word. It'll change your life. Amen. Well, tonight I want to talk to you about two kinds of faith. Um, I think it's important because, you know, there's truth and then there's truth revealed to you. There's faith and then there's faith revealed to you. And when I say two kinds of faith, I want to say this. A lot of times we have mental agreement, but that's not the kind of faith that Jesus wants us to have. We need to have beliefs transforming our life. So the beliefs that we have from the word of God transform our life. We can't just mentally agree with the word of God. We have to accept it and activate it. So the Bible talks about Thomas kind of faith and talks about Abraham kind of faith. And when we see these two contrasts, it makes it very clear that Thomas had mental agreement in in a place where like this it was not positive agreement if i could touch it and see it i'll believe it when abraham had the kind of faith was i don't need to see it to believe it i'm going to believe it and then i'm going to see it so i think it's going to really help us in our faith walk okay so thomas and abraham abraham was our spiritual father it was a heart faith thomas had almost like a natural human faith it was different okay so let's look at this Thomas' faith was based basically on physical evidence and he believed only what he could see. Look what happens in John chapter 20, 24 through 29. Thomas clearly shows the identification of where he's going to base his faith and it hindered what he could receive from God. But Thomas, one of the 12, called Didymus was not with them when Jesus came. And you all know the story. I've preached about it many times. Jesus came and visited the disciples. He said, I'm not. The other disciples said, we have seen the Lord. But he said, except I shall see. Right there. He saying, man, I don't care what you guys tell me. Unless I could see with my own eyes, I'm not believing. His hand print in the nails and put my finger in the point thereof and thrust my hand into the side, I will not believe. See what he said? I'm not going to believe unless I can see it. And you all know what happened, 26. After eight days, Thomas was with the disciples. Jesus came, the door was shut, came through the wall. He said, Thomas, reach hither thine finger and behold my hands. Reach hither thine hand and thrust it into my side. And be not faithless, but believing. 
And Thomas answered and said, my Lord and my God. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because you have seen, you believe. And blessed are they who what? Have not seen and yet believe. Wow. Isn't that kind of cool? And then you look at Abraham in Romans 4, 17. Abraham had a similar promise about being the father of many nations. Thomas had, had a promise of Jesus was explaining them resurrection life. So wherever it is the word of God is leading you, it's always going to take faith to activate you. So Romans 4, 17 says this, and it is written, it's what he wrote to Abraham. I have made thee the father of many nations before him whom we even believed. Even God who quickened the dead and called those things that be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope that he might be the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. But what? He was a hundred years old. Neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was what? Able also to perform. Abraham's faith's different because Abraham believed according to what God said, not according to what he felt. See the difference? He didn't believe his feelings. He didn't believe based on what he saw he didn't even believe based upon his physical senses. His faith was what? Based on God's promise. Isn't that? That's the difference. God told Abraham he would become the father of many nations, even though Abraham and Sarah were way past their age. And I'm not saying they didn't have their flaws. We know they laughed. We know they didn't really come through. But Abraham still believed even though he was in a spot where um, it was impossible. But he knew, got to a place where he knew nothing was too hard for God. And that's kind of funny because look at Galatians 3.13. That's where faith kicked in gear. And this was the benefit of Abraham's faith. That the blessing of Abraham... Uh, yeah, in verse yeah, 13, we can read 13. Christ redeemed me for a curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for curses everyone that hangeth on a tree. And 14 says, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Wow, right? That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile. That's something right there. And we know what? Abraham's blessing was spiritual, physical, material, okay? And God said, because he made a covenant promise to Abraham, that same covenant promises to me and you. All of it. And if we're Christ, we're Abraham's seed, it says in verse 29. That means we're heirs to the blessing. Now watch this. This is what you got to get. We receive the blessings the same way Abraham received it. How? Through faith. But 
you don't get it with Thomas' faith. You get it with Abraham's faith. Now, let me explain that. Too many people are trying to get Abraham's blessing with Thomas' self-knowledge faith. Okay? And they're what? If they can't see it, they won't believe it. They believe only what they can hear, feel, and understand from a natural standpoint. Their faith is based on feelings. Okay? If they feel something, they believe it. Now, you got to be careful of this because sometimes we could be like this. Well, I don't see it. You all know what Mark eleven twenty three says in 24. We should go there to help you. Look at Mark eleven twenty three. For verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto that mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore I say unto you, what? What things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. So real faith in God is a hard faith, not a sea faith. Real faith in God believes the word of God regardless of what the physical evidence reveals to you. That's big. That's, that's believing what your inward man. And it causes faith to manifest on the outside. Problem with a lot of people is this. They want the manifestation before they're going to believe it. So it's kind of like if you go and believe God for healing, but then you go and check like, oh, I don't feel healed. I guess I didn't get it. That's not faith. Oh, I'm going to go pray about money and believe God I receive money, but I don't see it. So I guess I'm broke. You got, you got to really pull that mentality away and know this. Sense knowledge. Sensual faith is based on sight, not faith. Faith, knowledge, is based on the word of God and nothing else. That's what's huge about that. I like this. Wigglesworth said this. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I am moved by only what I believe. That's what Abraham was saying. Too many times what we do is we don't give the word of God first place in our life and we kind of like give it like a different value and the value thing is based upon it's kind of like we didn't value it and because we didn't value it it doesn't mean it's not valuable but we didn't put value on it. So whatever measure you value you put on it determines the measure of how, what you're going to believe. That's big. Because what, what happens is, is if you're not careful, you operate in sense, knowledge, faith. Sense, knowledge, faith is not faith. I shouldn't even really call it sense, knowledge, faith because it's not faith. If you start operating in sense knowledge, it's too much. Uh, you need 
too many confirmations of the truth of the word of God when the word of God is the utter truth there is. That's why you got to start really, really becoming a word-based individual. Because remember we said your feelings are the voice of your body. Reasoning is the voice of your mind, but your conscience is the voice of your spirit after it's been taught the word of God. Acting on reason instead of relying on God, God's word to trust in, right, is dangerous. But like a lot of times in life, we've got we to gotta activate natural reasonings, but not when it comes to the word of God. That's what we've seen with Abraham. He's like, I'm 99, she's 90, there's no way. How's this seed gonna be? But what he said, man, he said, I'm gonna believe it anyway. I think that's what's where people get off. Because their unbelief, some unbelief is based on the lack of knowledge and some unbelief is based in a in in, in different um lack of knowledge is dangerous but some unbelief is rejection of truth so we got to get this thing figured out with this unbelief are you not believing right because you just don't know we're ignorant or do you know when you're rejecting so there's basically maybe two kinds of unbelief the first kind of unbelief is based upon a lack of knowledge because the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Those who have not heard cannot have knowledge because he just got done telling you faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you don't hear, how can faith come? If you don't know what God's taught, then you don't really know what God has given you availability to have. That's... um. If you look at Hebrews 4 and 6, it's a good place to look. He explains about this unbelief. So he says, Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Right? So he says their unbelief stopped them from obtaining the promised land. Okay? This referred to the children of Israel. They could not basically plead innocent due to their ignorance because God had told them to possess the land of Cana. In addition, they sent spies out to look at Cana and the spies returned with the evil report of the land that was flowing with milk and honey, just as God said, but they didn't think they could enter in. Why? They entered not in because of disobedience. And one translation says this, they entered in not because of unpersuadableness. They couldn't be persuaded. That's what Jesus was trying to do. What is faith? It's a, it's a, it's a conviction. It's, faith is a firm persuasion. It's a conviction. It's a firm persuasion based upon hearing. You, it persuades you. Jesus has been trying to persuade mankind to believe him. I like this. You could have the knowledge of God's word, but they couldn't be persuaded to act upon it. 
And there's a lot of that kind of unbelief going around today. An unwillingness to allow the word of God to govern your life and a refusal to act upon it. Many people know what the word of God says, but they don't activate it. Believing in this act of what God told you to do is going to be the key to changing your life. I like it because it's either ignorance of the word of God or unpersuadableness for you to act upon it. I'm going to give you a minute to just digest that. Okay, so what, what's the hindrance sometimes with faith, I'd say? One is you don't know, and two is you know, but you're unpersuaded to act upon it. You got the yeah, but. You know what I mean? You ever been around the year of buts? Yeah, but. I like to call this the danger of mental agreement. The mental agreement believer only sees and feels. Mental agreement is what is is a very dangerous. I believe it's one of the greatest enemies to your life. Because you know, you say it's like this, you go, I know God can do it. But really in the back of your head, you're like, I don't think he can do it for me, but I know he can. So in my opinion, mental agreement is one of the most dangerous enemies. There is to faith because why mental agreement will go, go to right. I believe, I believe it, but I don't contend for it for me. And this is a big one. Well, how do I know Pastor Chris help me? How do I know whether I'm really believing from my heart or am I just having mental agreement? The mental agreeing person will say the Bible is true, but he will not act upon it. So we got, that's, that's a big thing, right? So there is a ton of mental agreement. I'm going to say that again. It's, a, it's dangerous. How can you tell whether a person is really believing God, right? From his heart or he's just mentally agreeing. Because it's kind of weird, like, what do you mean believe? You believe in your head, mental agreement. You believe in your heart. You got it by faith. So that, let's just say we do it like that, right? Because if you don't get it, look, well, I'm believing. Where am I believing? I don't know if I'm believing. Well, you're believing in your head, right? So this is what it is. Mental agreeers say this. The Bible is true, but I'm not stepping out on it, right? Mental agreeers will do this. Like I just talked to somebody the other day and it, you know, it was a business guy. And I said, I tithe. I tithe and give offerings personally. He asked me a question. I said, well, I got a tithe. You got a tithe. And you could tell like he started, he started backtracking with, you know, like, um, I think this, you know, I, I, I think that, and I knew, I said right there, I said, you don't tithe in my head. You, he, they brought up the subject. I do not bring this up. I love you guys. I'm just telling you what happens to me in life. And this is how I locate people because it's important. So it's like, when you start making excuses about it, you're not doing it. Because what you do is you go, I agree with that. And it was funny. They said, I see, I, I know in Malachi chapter three, and I know in the New Testament, but let me tell you my spin on it. There is no spin on it. It was funny. It was kind of comical because I got it. I said, you just agree with it, but you don't act upon it. Until you start giving your 20, 30%, you just agree with it. 
you're not really, so you just have mental assent. You might say, um, I learned this about bodily pain. Um, I could say, wow, you know what? I know God can heal my knee. I know God can heal my elbow. I know God can heal my foot. Okay, that's true, he can. But how do you activate healing? Not only take it, you gotta walk it out. You could agree with it, but then not walk it out. You could agree with it, but then not activate it. That's what mental agreement does. Mental agreeers will say the Bible is true, but they will not act upon it. Okay? Okay? Uh, but but mental agree, agreeing is dangerous. Well, they will not act upon it. To declare that God's word is true is to say that God cannot and will not fail to help us in our time of crisis. And then to turn to the world, right? And just go, you know, like in the world, like, oh, now I'm going to forget what God said. No, man, I got to in the midst of the world say, this is what Jesus said. It opens a door to the supernatural because not only do I agree with it, I'm activating it. The mental agreeer becomes in a most dangerous spot because here's the thing. This is, this is crazy. The mental agreeer is in a grave danger because here's why. God cannot reach him until he activates. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to say God's got it when everything's running smooth, but how about when a crisis comes or something starts going down, you know what I mean? And now people are just like, well, I agree. Until you act, God can't even help because faith is the key for God's help. Here's the thing. If we were really believing God's word, I mean, we'd be steady all the time. You know, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, you all know there. You don't have to go there. It says what? We walk by faith and not by sight. Wigglesworth said this. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm only moved by what I believe. And I believe God's word. You could easily, like with healing or anything, you could easily have symptoms that contradict healing, but guess what? That's not easy when you're in pain, but God isn't, you know, hey man, my words, my his word's true no matter what. God's word is just as true every day of your life, even when sometimes it seems easier than others. And that's the thing, right? Thomas faith's like, I ain't believing it, man. The Bible gives us a secret in Abraham. And um, I kind of like this and I, I, I think it's important. Abraham believed, this is exactly what Abraham did. He believed according to what was spoken. See that? He didn't believe according to what he saw. He So Thomas goes, he hears them tell him, Jesus came, 
He walks. I mean, come on, they're tight with these guys. It'd be like you hanging out with your friends, and you're hanging around with your best friends. These guys were buddies, and and four out of your five best friends, because you, I just say you, you're there with four of your friends, right? And these guys go like this: Hey, man, Jesus came. Now, after one guy, I could see it would be a joke, maybe two. But all four of your friends say this happened. Pretty much, you got to be asking yourself, man, maybe this happened, right? Thomas said, look, I hear you, but I'm rejecting what you're saying because I don't believe you. Unless I see it and touch it, I'm not going to believe. Great, gotcha. Abraham said, look, this is crazy. He laughed. He thought it was goofy, but he came to the solid end fact is according to what was spoken, I'm going to believe. Now, where did he go? Thomas went to sight. Abraham went to the word. Thomas went to feel, Abraham went to the word. Thomas went to reason, Abraham went to the word. Thomas went to intellect, Abraham went to the word. See what I'm saying? So sooner or later, you got to be a word activator, not just the, not just the perception of, of mental agreement. And that, I mean, I'm going to talk about enemies of the faith. But boy, I'll tell you what, that right there might be one of the greatest enemies of faith that I've ever seen. And you know, the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm being challenged by it. Because this is so good. How many times do people say, yeah, I believe it, but they don't activate it. Like, that's like saying this, like, um, oh, you know, it was funny. Like I said with the guy, I'm like, yeah, I believe it. Now I got to do it. Man, I'm going to tell you what's a tough one, man, healing. You got pain in your body and you got to go walk it out. Woo! Man, this ain't easy. You you got physical feel and you got to push it through. I Thomas would not believe what was spoken. And here's the thing that's kind of funny. You could say, well, was faith going to come? Yeah, because faith doesn't just, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Absolutely. Faith for the word of God comes from hearing the word of God. But guess what? Faith for flying a plane comes from learning how to be a pilot. Faith for being a, I don't know, a, 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 a construction guy comes from hearing construction terminology. Everything has faith in its in its verbiage it's a belief, and I think sometimes we get stuck in the arena of God and go, well, I don't know. You've been using faith all your life. You've been using faith every day of your life from the beginning, you know? It's like kind of like, you know, I don't know, since you've been a kid, you've been developed in faith for success. So here's 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 like kind of like the wrap-up, okay? Because I'm just going to start cutting off points because I don't want to give you so much content. I bury you in this. This is what I want you to work on this week. Am I just agreeing with the word of God? Is it mental assent? Or is it truly, I have faith and I activated it? What is mental assent? One more time. It's to agree with the word of God, but I don't activate it. So that's a million things God's probably spoken to you. Well, I know God told me to do this. Well, did you do it? then you don't really have faith for it. You just mentally agreed with it. 
You see the danger in mental assent? Is that's the terminology we use for mental agreement? It's not faith. Faith must be released. So you could say, I, 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 God told me to go do. And, and, and it's like kind of like the tithing thing is easy because it's something physically we do for God. You know, I, I, a lot of this stuff you can't, God told you to start a business. Okay, you take a step. But it's not physical yet. It's turning into physical. This is something in my hand. God trusted me with this. And he says, hey, give it back. I agree, but I ain't doing it. No, you, that's not faith. You mentally assented. Forgiveness, right? Just everything in the Bible. You're supposed to forgive. Uh, I, I know it says to forgive in there, but I ain't doing it. Then you don't have faith there. You have mental agreement. Mental agreement is not enough. Everything you mentally agree upon must be activated. And that's what I told you. One, it's either ignorance or two, it's a lack of what? Activation. Unbelief has either been birthed through ignorance or you have not been persuaded enough. And that was um, Romans chapter four with Abraham. When Abraham, yeah, let's look, look here, look. And I'll leave you at this. Remember we said you have to be persuaded. Look at um, Romans 4.21. Remember I, I used that definition. One was either ignorance of the word or two was unpersuadable. You become unpersuadable to be acting upon the word of God. Right? That was one of the definitions. Unpersuadableness. Look what Romans 4.21 says, the end of Abraham's faith and being fully what? Persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. And I do it backwards. God can perform what he promised when you're fully persuaded. You see it? God's been trying to persuade you. So get away from mental assent, get away from mental agreement and start building your life being persuaded by the promises of God to change your life and change your future. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person. I thank you, Lord, that we're persuaded to believe your promises. We're expecting your promises to work on our behalf. You're moving supernaturally in our life and in our midst. And Father, I thank you for helping us not just have mental agreement, not to have mental assent, not to have Thomas kind of faith, but to have Abraham kind of faith Faith that moves, faith that's activated, and faith that follows through to be persuaded to not just believe the promise, but act upon every promise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Well, praise the Lord, guys. I love you. Thank you for sharing. Got a lot of cool stuff starting around here. Conference was great. We got the momentum. We're getting ready. We're building the dream. We're building the house. Come on, man. Everybody's got a heart for the house. We've been given. We've been expecting God to move. God's doing tremendous things. I'm excited. Thank you for watching. Thank you for sharing. And remember, I'm praying for you. I'm going to see you Sunday. And God bless you. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.